We find that both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Now there are certain things the Holy Spirit wants to do through us. He said in John chapter 14, verse 26 and 27. <laughs> 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 It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid if you notice there are three things that Jesus said here in connection with the Holy Spirit and I'm going to start backwards the Holy Spirit gives us peace he said peace I leave with you peace my peace I give to you Now this statement is not separate from what he said about the elder. I.e. the Holy Spirit. Who will be sent in his name. The peace that he had was peace that came from the Holy Spirit. And that is one of the incredible things that the Spirit of the Lord does when He comes into our life. He gives us peace. Now the entire world is looking for peace. And they work hard to find it. Some work all hours. Some drink, take drugs, commit adultery, betray each other, and many other things. All for the sake of peace. And yet they cannot find it. Nor will they find it. They are searching for it all around them. But it is all in the wrong place. The Holy Spirit is within us. And the peace we are seeking is within us. Jesus said, come to me. You that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you peace. Now when we come to Jesus, he gives us this incredible rest and this incredible inward peace. In Romans 14, verse 17, 
We are told for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. But it is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness and joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and that is what the what the kingdom of God is about. There are some things that the Holy Spirit brings about from within us. It is supernatural and it is beyond comprehension. Philippians 4, 6 tells us this. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Now last time when I told you, those who pray in the spirit sometimes speak in tongues. And the Bible says those who speak in tongues are not speaking to men, they are speaking to God. It's no use for us to try to understand it. Paul says my mind goes blind, but my spirit suddenly edifies me, raises me up. Be anxious for nothing. You cannot do that without the Spirit. Do not worry about anything. You cannot do that without the Spirit. None of us are supermen or superwomen. It's impossible to do this without the Spirit. He says, with requests and thanksgiving, let your will, your wishes be known, be made known to God. And when we fulfill, or when we fulfill this verse six, <laughs> the Holy Spirit then fulfills verse seven. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It doesn't mean that you don't understand the surrounding that you are in. It doesn't mean being silly about the problems we are going through. But it is also allowing the Spirit to remind you when you turn within you and say, Holy Spirit, I don't want to allow my mind to work. You see, the mind is the voice of the flesh. 
Feelings and emotions are the voice of the soul. But the Holy Spirit is the voice of your spirit. It is your spirit that has been brought alive from being dead. You cannot use the spirit with your emotions and feelings. You surrender to it. You allow it to work in you. He wants to give you peace. He wants your sleep to be sweet. And for you to have the peace of God. Even in the midst of your trouble. And Even in the midst of, of whatever is going around you. You can have the supernatural peace. And that is what the Holy Spirit does when He comes and when we embrace His ministry. It is no use to shut it up and then open the door, whatever, the box, whatever you want. The second thing is that the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance everything Jesus has said to us. And now we read Acts 11, 1, 3. That my sister read you before. It says, now the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter came to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision contended with him, saying, you went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. At that time, this issue was a huge thing. You see, for 10 years after Pentecost, the church was exclusively Jewish. There were no Gentiles in the church after Jesus. It took 10 years for God to get it through their heads that Gentiles could be saved. And it happened in Cornelius' house. Peter went there and God had to deal with him in a supernatural way. So while Peter was preaching, the Holy Spirit fell on them. And they began to speak in other tongues. And there and those who brought up these Jerusalem hears about it. And they are not happy. People are angry. Peter begins to recite the story of what happened. 
In Acts 11, 4, Peter began explaining to them from the beginning about everything that happened. At verses 15 to 17, he says, And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon us as at the beginning. Then I remembered the word of the Lord. How he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus, who was I that I could withstand God? It is very interesting. There was no written New Testament. And that time, there were only 11 men, literally 11 men, who knew exactly what Jesus said to them ten years before. So who brought the setting of Jesus at this moment to his mind? Reminded him. Jesus said when he comes he will bring all things to your remembrance. You see, it was the ministry of the Holy Spirit and it was the final nail in Peter's argument. In verse 18, when they heard these things, they became silent. And they glorified God, saying, Then God has granted the Gentiles repentance of life also. So you see, the Holy Spirit will cause you to remember what you need to remember when you need to remember it. Now that means that you need to spend time reading God's word. Because he cannot bring to your remembrance something that you have never learned. You cannot remember something you have never known. And believe me, it will be time well invested. <coughs> when you spend time in the word of God. Amen. You see, this is when the Holy Spirit begins to remind you of God's promises. When you feel you are sinking, when you feel you are falling, when you feel all is dark around you, 
When you feel that life is not fair with you, he reminds you that you have to go into God's promises to read them so that he can remind you. You know, as a young believer, I desperately wanted to please God. And you know, people don't just instantly become mature. They have to grow. Now, here I am saying, wanting to please God. And there was a group of people in contention with the pastor. They put me aside and said, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to us and told us that you are to go and speak to the senior pastor. And this is the message you are to give to him. And what I was supposed to be doing was to go around, rebuke him and challenge the senior pastor. You know, young believers are very vulnerable. <coughs> and we need to protect them. I will tell you what. The only thing that saved me was that I would be sitting night after night in my room and read the Bible. I actually started in the book of Genesis. Because nobody told me to start in the New Testament. And I did not understand half of what I meant. But I was reading. Compulsively I was reading. One day, on the day that I was to speak to the pastor, Suddenly I remembered a story that I read from 1 Kings chapter 22. About How all these prophets had lined up and said to him, you need to go with the king of Israel and fight against the Syrians. And Yoshapat was feeling funny about this. And eventually he says, Isn't there anybody else that can prophesy? And finally, it was the king of Israel who said, He said, well, there is one guy, but I hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me. And the king of Israel said, well, the king of Judah said, fine. 
And this man appears, his name was Micah. Micah was brought to him. And Micah said straight to his face. He says, listen, the Lord sent the light, the light spirit into the mouth of all those other guys, those other prophets. And if you go up to, with the war against Syria with the king of Israel, it's going to be a disaster. And I suddenly realized what the Holy Spirit was telling me. It was telling me that those people had been prophesied to me and telling me to go and rebuke the, the pastor and challenge him. They were being used by a lying spirit. Speaking through them. You know there are many who sit in the church and pretend that they are hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit and they come to you and they say, you know, the Holy Spirit has told me something about you. But my dear, it is the same Holy Spirit. It cannot say something to him without saying it to you. It doesn't go around making gossip. <laughs> you know, and I thank Jesus. I, I really, all I could do was praise God that he, he reminded me of this. You know something? Let me tell you something. Believe me, I do enough stupid and foolish things without the help of other people. I So he brings things to our remembrance. But you have to have something to remember first. It is part of his ministry. Now the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. In John 14, verse 26, it says, But the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. You see, the great teacher lives within us. Now, please do not misunderstand what it is saying. It is not saying that we do not need to listen to others. Because we do. The Bible says that the same Holy Spirit has given apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers all for the edification, the building, the raising up of the church higher and higher. All for the edification of the body of Christ. So the same spirit is working in other ways. Giving us people to teach us as well as revealing things to our hearts. 
But the fact is this. He will teach us all things. But the question is what are all these things? First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. He says now we have received now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been given to us freely by God. Have been given freely to us by God. This is what he is going to teach us. He is going to, in, to, to inform you what is truly mine and make it reality. Not here. By way of example, our inheritance, the things that belong to us by covenant, comes by the revelation of the Spirit. It is not just head knowledge. It will never make it reality. You can read about it and not get it. You can have it preached to you and not get it. But when the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart, you get it. You know what your inheritance is now. He confirms it. He seals it. You have no doubt about it. The earth and all that's in it belongs to your father. How many of you have read that statement so many times? Is it a reality in your head? Is it a reality in your soul? That the Holy Spirit makes it so. How do you just think about it? The earth and all that lived in it belongs to him. God gives it to us. So you see, the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You see, God's word comes to us in two words. One is Logos. And it just means the written word of God or the collective mind of God. Which is our Bible. But the text, second one is through spoken word. Actually the spoken word of God, not any other spoken word. And that is when the Holy Spirit speaks to our heart. Faith comes alive. That is what makes all the difference in the world. You know, I had an acquaintance. 
With whom I have had a very serious discussion about this. And he was honest enough to say, I don't give. Then he developed somehow on his own a greater desire to understand. And he reached the stage where he began to ask God to make things clear. All of a sudden his mind tra traversed, moved from agitation to tranquility. And he understood the truth of <laughs> And the next time he saw me, he preached at me for 45 minutes exactly what I've been trying to tell him. He was so excited. The truth dawned on him. So you see, it was not my words. All the biblical words. It was the revelation of the Holy Spirit that made the world real to It was no longer just the printed word. It became alive. It came out of the pages. It lived. You see, he guides us, leads us, and he teaches us. Now, the Holy Spirit will also show us truth from heaven. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 and 19, it says, Dear children, this world's last hour has come. You have heard about the Antichrist who is coming, the one who is against Christ. And already many such persons have appeared. This makes us all the more certain that the end of the world is near. These against Christ people used to be members of our churches. But they really never belonged with us. Or else they would have stayed. When they left us, it proved that they were not of us at all. You see, he's talking about these people that have a wrong spirit. Their insides are contrary to Christ. They may have had a wonderful outward fashion of being a believer because they were attending the church. 
And they were mixing with believers. First of John chapter 2.20 tells us this. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. And verse 27 explains it. But you have received the Holy Spirit and He lives within your hearts. Within you, in your hearts. So that you don't need anyone to teach you what is right. For He teaches you all things. And He is the truth and no lie. And so just as he has said, just as he has said, you must live in Christ and never be far from him. Please, I would like you to notice how he personalizes the anointing of the presence of the Lord. As he lives in us. The Apostle is telling us that the Holy Spirit individually will tell us truth from error regarding these against Christ people. The Spirit within us will make us aware. Of these people who have the wrong spirit. You know, such people, they don't wear a sign that says, Hi, I'm a false prophet. They don't say, Hey, listen to me and I will ruin your life. But that's exactly what they do. They don't come to you and say, Hello, let me introduce myself. I am a manipulator. And I have evil designs. If I can get you to like me, I am going to rob you blind. They don't wear signs. And you cannot read those signs. But the spirit within you knows. And if you are not receptive to it, you will not hear it. You see, this is where people come, and this I've said many times, Satan will never come to you and introduce himself. He will always come beside you as a friend. He needs your trust before he can betray you. There is no way he can betray you. They don't wear signs. And Jesus said this. He said, Beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. Because they look like sheep, they smell like sheep, but they are not sheep. 
And when the apostle said, you don't need anyone to teach you. He is not saying that we don't need teachers, pastors, and evangelists, and ministers in the church. That is not the subject under discussion. But when you get these people who were among us, who really were not part of us, there is something inside of us that will let us know even when they don't worry about being false prophets and please understand something It is not a gift of suspicion. You know, suspicion is doubt in someone's honesty. My dear friends, you don't need to be saved to have this gift. You are born with it. What I am talking about is knowing with certainty. Because the Holy Spirit's ministry is to keep us safe and on track. You know, there was a guy who was very enthusiastic and full of suggestions about what to do in the church. You know, he would go around you to be of service, to be this, to be that. You know, camera videos, this, that. Yeah. You know, he made all the right gestures and all the right noises and all the right. Hallelujah, all the right amens. But what happened was that a number of the ladies came to say to the pastor, I do not want to be alone in the same room with that man. Others said, when I get around I just get nervous all over. Anyway, eventually things began to surface. <laughs> And it is a bit. And the point is this. This person had all the credentials and all the right words. He had the persona on the outside. But there was something desperately wrong on the inside. Only the Holy Spirit can you can make you aware of that. And some of the ladies picked it up long before the pastor picked it up. I've said all of that because all I want to conclude with. Is to learn how to listen to the voice of the Spirit inside. You know, Dimas Shakarian. 
who started, I don't know if you know that, who started the whole, the whole, the whole gospel businessman's fellowship. He was incredibly successful there. And he tells a story about how this guy who wanted to meet the person who selected the bulls that he used to breed. The selection of the bulls was so correct that it made the business an incredible success. Deva says, I never said no. I said, well, come to lunch and I will introduce you to him. As a matter of fact, it will be my pleasure to introduce you. And the guy was excited. And so they met for lunch. But there was no third person. The guy says, well, I thought you were going to introduce me. And the master says, I His name is the Holy Spirit. I just pray. And he shows me which one to choose. You know, he Demas ended getting this guy saved. And filled with the Holy Spirit before the day was over. The final point that I'll bring to your attention is this. You know there are some people I just like. And I just want to be connected to them. You know, you relate, you feel right. You, you like their spirit. And there is something that feels good about them. I don't know what it is, but the same thing that warns me about some people. Attracts me to other people. But God sees it all. The Holy Spirit sees it all. We do not, we need to know that because the only way we are going to get where God wants us whether you believe or not it will be through connections now I think when God wants to bless you he sends a person into your life when the devil wants to mess you up he sends a person but the Holy Spirit shows you which is which. Now this anointing or witness of the Spirit doesn't tell us about others. Only. It tells us about ourselves as well. 
If you look with me in John, first John chapter 3 verse 24, it says now he who keeps his commandments abides in him, lives in him. And he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us. This is the proof of it. We know it by the Spirit whom he has given us. And this is repeated in chapter 4 verse 13. My brothers and sisters, we are not guessing about eternal life. We are not guessing. We are not guessing that Jesus Christ lives in us. We know because of the Spirit that He has given us. We have the witness in ourselves. Romans 8.14-16 says for as many as are led by the Spirit of God these are the sons of God for you did not receive the Spirit of bondage again to fear but you received the Spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Many of you attended churches, attended churches. Have you noticed how a nominal Christian cannot raise his, his voice and say, Abba, Father, my Father, we are in you have noticed how religion will always talk about God, the great God, the great Lord. We sit here and we say thank you. How are we able to? Why are we angry? What makes us, what leads us to say that? I thank you, I praise you, I love you. You see, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now, someone may ask, why would you follow a Savior that you could not see? Or a savior that you have never met. Why would you be prepared to give up your life for your life? Because I know. I know it better than my own name. I know that I passed from death to life. I know, I know that I have eternal life abiding in me. It is not maybe, it's not inshallah. It's not God. I know. Certainly. I know heaven is real. 
I know hell is real. I know eternity is all because he has given me his spirit. Now I don't want you to think that what I am telling you here, especially before his spirit sensations, I do not have them 24-7 all the time. And you know when I wake up in the morning, yeah, I don't find suddenly that the Holy Spirit is there upon me just as I open my eyes. And I don't get into this waves of glory. I want you to know this. I wake up as bleary eyed as you do. And half asleep, I still have to go to the bar. And I generally don't feel my Holy Spirit when I wake up. Mind you, sometimes it can happen. But not But even during those times, I know just the same. I know because I have it on the authority of his word. But you know something? There are times that I have seen a sense of God in my life that I cannot explain. Except, except that I know that he is there. You know, it, it has been 47 years of ups and downs in my life. There have been times where I wondered where the Lord was. Whether he was aware of my circumstances. Was he aware of what's going on? Was he purposely ignoring the circumstances, my circumstances? I even wondered sometimes maybe he's trying to punish me. But then the Holy Spirit takes over. And begins to remind of who God is and His promises. And then all that disappears. And I feel dependent. But at peace and at trust. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do give thanks for your words, for your presence, for your fellowship, for your counsel and your wisdom, for the light that you shine for our feet. Lord, the world around us is only darkness. Yet life is in your hand. The same hand that our names are written on. 
Lord, keep us under your wing and in your shadow. Father, you have promised that you are with us. And even when we sleep, you said, we never slumber Lord, you guard over us. You surround us with your angels to lift us up. But above all else, Lord, help us to hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit. The witness of the Holy Spirit in our spirit. Lord, it is not a matter of feelings or emotions. It's not a matter that I feel right about something or wrong about something. Your certainty is within me. And Lord, if I listen, listen carefully, then all I can say is that I know, I know, I know. That you are holding my hand. And that you are leading me. And that I am walking behind you. I love you, Lord. Let me go home tonight, Lord. In the company of the Holy Spirit. Joyful, restful, peaceful. Satisfied, secure, happy, and joy, walking beside you. Thank you, Lord.